Welcome to today's teaching service. You're listening to the First Century Apostolic Church FCAC Temagana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine miracles, signs, and wonders taking place at every meeting with the Holy Spirit. Our aim is to follow in the steps of the apostles and disciples of the First Century Church founded by our Lord Jesus. Prepare yourselves, therefore, for a powerful encounter with the Word and power of God brought to you by Reverend Dr. V.C.Y. Edwards, the General Overseer of FCAC. He is a seasoned man of God who is blessed with a powerful teaching and deliverance ministry. I encourage you, therefore, to join us every Tuesday at our teaching services at 7 p.m. prompt. You will be truly blessed. God bless you as you join us in the service. From tonight, I will begin to deal with a, a series of things that I'm going to take from Timothy, the book of Timothy. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. First Timothy 3, verse 16. I'll begin from this meeting and continue on Sunday for, for two or three Sundays to come. First Timothy 3.16 The Bible says And without controversy great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh justified in the spirit seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. Amen. The mystery of godliness. This evening we want to look at the mystery of godliness. When a thing is without controversy, the Bible says in our text that we have just read that and without controversy, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. When something is without controversy, it means that there should be no private or public discussion or argument about it. A controversial thing, something that's, that's controversial, is something that always ignites or invites or starts arguments, discussions, uh, sometimes even anger. You see, the thing is controversial. In other words, um, not all not everyone agrees with that thing. So every time that subject or that thing is mentioned, uh, it brings about controversy. We say that thing or subject or that person is controversial. So when the word of God says that without controversy, 
without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. It means that the Bible is saying that this thing that we're talking about or we're going to talk about from tonight um, is something that should not bring about any private or public disagreement, discussion, or arguments. There should be no disagreement, no diverse discussions, and no arguments. Um, it means that there is no reason for people to, to disagree with it. What it means is that that thing is so clear, it's clear, it's so obvious um, that there's absolutely no reason for anyone to disagree with it. It also means that there should be no disapproval. When something is without controversy, it means that no one should disapprove of it. No one should reject it. It is so obvious, so good, and all can see that this is what it is. So it's something that everyone should be happy to accept, to receive. So there's no room for disapproval, for anyone to reject it. It is also wrong to be shocked. And therefore, when you take it further, it means that something that is without controversy is a thing that shouldn't bring shock. People should not be surprised or shocked or especially angered by it. When a subject is controversial, we say something is controversial, People argue, they discuss, and sometimes people get angry because of what somebody believes about that thing or somebody thinks about that thing, which is different from what he thinks, so he can get angry, he can get shocked. So the thing is controversial. But the word of God is saying here, God's word is saying precisely clearly that without controversy there shouldn't be any of these things in anybody's mind in anybody's reasoning when it comes to the things of God when it comes to the mystery of godliness praise the Lord unfortunately anytime godliness, God, Christ, church, or even prayer in the name of Jesus is mentioned, in the lives of the vast majority of humankind, with most people in the world, this is a subject that they find controversial. They argue, disagree, discuss, some get angry, and if the majority of humankind disapprove of it, they've rejected it, rejected it. 
And God is saying that without controversy, there shouldn't be any controversy about the fact that grace is a mystery of godliness. So what is this mystery of godliness that God is talking about here? God's word is God's word. That's God saying it. What is this mystery of godliness that God is talking about it? Without controversy, great is a mystery of godliness. Now, the reason why this subject is controversial, and it shouldn't be so, in the lives or in the minds or in the opinions of most people in the world, is because the mystery of godliness is Christ himself. Christ is the mystery of godliness. You see, because a mystery is defined as a truth which is hidden. When we say a mystery, a hintasem, temoni, a hintasem, a mystery is something that is true, it's a fact. But it is hidden from people or from some people. And because it is hidden from them, they either don't see it at all, they don't even know that it exists, or when they see it, uh, they find it controversial because they, they see it not as it is, but they see it the way that it is not. And therefore, Though it is without controversy, in them it brings up disapproval. It brings up anger, arguments. Therefore, the reason is that though it is the truth, it is still hidden from them. Amen. It's like something lying down on the floor right in front of you and you are many in the room. A few can see it because they have eyes to see it but the majority of you in the room can't see it. They can't see it. It's hidden from them. So if those who can see it tell those who cannot see it that oh, here lies this thing they say, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Say, oh, I can see. They, can't you see this in line? They say, no, no, we can't see. This is what you are saying. Not true. So immediately there's an argument. And those who can see it will never shift their position because they can see the thing clearly. The thing is lying there. They can see it. And the fact that you cannot see it does not mean that it is not there because there are others who can see it. They can understand it. So... Even though it is the truth there and all, if all should see it, no argument, no disagreement, no fighting, no quarreling. Yet because it is hidden from some, in fact, from the majority of mankind, it always brings arguments, discussions, disapproval. But I thank God. I thank God 
that there are many throughout the ages, from generation to generation, there are many. Though a minority, there are many who this mystery has been revealed to, whom God has caused to see this mystery of godliness. And in them, with them, there's no argument. There's no discussion. There's no disapproval. There's no anger. There's no quarreling. Praise the Lord. The disapproval, the anger, the debate, the discussion is in the camp, in the lives of those that this hidden truth, sorry, this truth has been hidden from. Therefore, may God continue to reveal this to us all in Jesus' name. Take a clap your two hands for Jesus. As we, as we go through some of these things, and we're going to go through some profound facts of God, some foundational things about God, very, very foundational, very, very basic, which the world cannot see, and therefore the world disapproves, rejects, and are even angered. They are enraged. They get furious by it. But I thank God that for you and for me, we find it a blessing in Jesus' name. Just say amen. That because this mystery of godliness is Christ himself, and the mystery is a hidden truth, it means that Christ and the things of God are mysterious. Christ, the things of God, we should be clear-cut. We, we shouldn't bring about any controversy. Yet, because they are hidden truth, hidden mysterious, people find it easy. In fact, some people find it like a joke. Argue about this mystery. Yet, we're talking about godliness. Godliness. The worship of God and the things of God. Talking about godliness. Christ and the things of God are a mystery. They are a mystery which have been hidden from unbelieving men. Those who don't believe. Those who don't believe Christ and the things of God remain hidden to them. But it has been revealed to those who believe those who believe. And at times I wonder whether it is a believing that you have to believe first and then it's revealed to you or because you have received revelation that makes you believe. <laughs> Which one comes first? Is it because do you get revelation? Is it revealed to you after you have believed or it is revealed to you first and then the revelation now makes you to believe I believe I believe that first you have to believe you have to believe you have to believe when you believe it means I have faith believing first is the first step of having that faith. Then when you are believed, then God opens your eyes, opens your ears, opens your heart, 
to now receive that revelation. Because see, if you do not believe, revelation may not make you believe. Once you believe, you are now ready to receive the revelation. For us, if you, God should give you revelation, and you may harden your heart. And that is the case of many in the world. The revelation has been now given. Christ will preach to the world. We will come to that and another, another teaching. But because they refuse to believe, though everything is lying down there before them, clear to all, they don't see it, and therefore they don't get the revelation. But where you and I continue to receive the revelation because you are believed. Clap your two hands for Jesus. When we go to the book of Colossians, Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. Colossians 1, verses 26 and 27. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Two verses, 26 and 27. Colossians 1, 26 says, The mystery which have been hidden from, from ages and from generations, but now have been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery, among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Look at this. Verse 6. Still mystery hidden. Mystery hidden. There are many places in the Bible where these two words are mentioned, they are written. Mystery and hidden. The mystery which have been hidden from ages and from generations, but now have been revealed to his saints. We've just mentioned that a mystery is a truth, but hidden. So it's a hidden truth. The Bible is saying that now this mystery has been hidden, remained hidden from ages and from generations from ages and from generations, since the world began, since the world began, this mystery we're talking about, godliness, this, the greatness of godliness has been hidden, remained hidden from ages. Ages have come and gone. That means that dispensations, errors, dispensations have come and gone. We are now, we are now in the last age, the last dispensation. Many ages have come and gone. Our time now is the last age, the last era, or the last dispensation. After this dispensation, there's no other dispensation. There's no other age coming. When this age comes to an end, that is it. Everything comes to an end, and all of God's plans are then fulfilled. So, from age to age, era to era, 
dispensation to dispensation, this truth has remained hidden to most people. They have been born, lived in this world, lived their lives, gone through whatever, died, gone to sleep, and await, awaiting the coming of Jesus. Yes, those who have died ages ago, dispensation ago, that's not, that's not the end of it. The Bible says that they are falling asleep. And when Christ comes, all shall stand before his judgment seat. But to most of them, this has been hidden. This mystery has been hidden. From generations, every age has generations. A generation is defined as a hundred years. Hundred years. So, generations, every hundred years is one generation. Um, our generation will come, our children will be the next generation because um, it is presumed that every generation lasts for a hundred years and, and the next one starts. So, for generations, this truth has also been hidden. But now, it has been revealed. It has been revealed to the saints. God has revealed it to his saints. So, throughout the generations, every now and then, now, in every generation, now, in every age, God willed, God willed to reveal it to some. God being a sovereign God, he has his own, his own criteria, his own means of determining who to reveal it to and who not. But the fact remains that everyone who believes, everyone to everyone who believes, this revelation is made available. If you make up your heart or mind that you will never believe because you want to rationalize, you want to understand first, you want to work it out according to your mathematical calculations. You want to equate it with some things according to your chemical equation. You want you to agree with some medical knowledge or physical calculations that apply to nature before it makes sense to you then I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You will never believe. And as long as you remain in unbelief, that truth is, will be hidden from you. You will not understand. You will not understand. Because even if God wants to reveal it to you, because you want it to fit your own narrative, you want God to fit what do you think is rational? What do you think is, what do you think, what do you think makes sense? What do you think, what do you think makes it understandable? God is bigger than that. God is greater than that. You don't understand. For example, we see quite a number of miracles in this church. We see and we receive 
quite a number of miracles in this church. And uh, miracles don't agree with natural laws. They don't go by natural laws. They are supernatural works done by God. So they don't follow nature. Somebody, need, somebody is sick. Somebody is sick. Comes to God and asks God for his or her healing in prayer through Jesus. And most of, most of the times I know as a doctor, I know, for example, the pathology, what has gone wrong in that person's body that is making him or her have that pain, have that problem with that part of the body. I know. And uh, if you go to the pathology books, there's a very detailed description of what the person is complaining about. Pathology, whether gross or, or you know, um, micropathology, you see it, it is there, it's described. And it's always there. If a hundred people have that condition, they all have the same pathology. It's, it's, it's clear cut. And yet, we pray to God, and then God heals that person. Immediately, the person's symptom, the pain is gone. The swelling is gone. Whatever it is, it's gone. Now, I am not going, before I believe that a miracle has occurred, before I believe, and before you believe that a notable miracle has occurred, worked out by God, I am not going to try and rationalize that, oh, so what has happened to the inflammation? What has happened to the adhesions? This person came with this. I know that oh, there might be adhesions. There might be even bleeding, hemorrhage. There might be uh, a hematoma. There might be nerve damage. That, that, that's, that's what it is. Ne the nerve is damaged. That's why the person is having this. And I know it. God have studied it, and not many in the world have studied it. And yet, within a minute, I mean, less than a minute, it's all gone. I am not going to say because I've not seen the pathology gone, I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to say I want to see the pathology is gone before I believe it. No, the person has been healed, and that is it. Praise the Lord. In the same way, godliness, the mystery of godliness, is such that it does not agree, it does not agree with natural laws. You just have to take it as it is. And then when you take it, you believe it, then you begin to get revelation. And I've always said that if you go to the garage, you want to buy a car, and maybe you all buy cars. And the owner tells you, this, this car is brand new, or whatever, this is a car, pay this amount of money, buy it, 
I give the ignition key, the papers belongs to you. All you have to do is just whether it's a push button or use a key or whatever it is, turn the key and the engine will start. Step on the accelerator and the car will move. Step on the brake, it will stop. Turn the steering wheel and the car will turn in change direction. Now, you're not going to say, oh, please, can you take the whole car apart? Dismantle the whole car. <laughs> I want to see uh, what, how the brake works, how this one works, how that works, what are before I buy that car. Does anybody in the world do that? No. You just believe that, oh, yes, if the what the man is saying, then it's true. And you not know until actually you sit in the car and you say, it's moving. And everything that the garage owner told you is true. So it is with the things of God. In other words, it's only when you sit in the car that some things that the man said, which you probably didn't know before, now becomes real. They all become real to you. Now you get revelation. You get revelation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Therefore, you see, this thing is hidden from some people because they think it's either too simple or too complicated. Simply because it does not agree with the narrative that they know, with the natural thing that they know. And that's what makes it a mystery. That's what makes it great. And that's what make it, makes it godly. Check, clap your hands for Jesus. It is revealed only to the saints. Revelation is only to the saints because we see once you believe, believe in Jesus, once you accept Jesus as he is, as he says, immediately your sins are forgiven, you become a new creation, and all things are passed away, everything becomes new. You become a saint. It's not after you've died years ago that the church decides whether we should make you a saint or not. No. It is not for man to make anyone a saint. It is not in the power of any church to make anybody a saint. Once you believe in Jesus and you are made a new creation, you are a saint. You are like the angels who are in heaven. You become like lights, spots of light on the face of the earth. And then you begin to receive revelation. Revelation is progressive. Little by little, leaps and bounds here and there, you begin to receive revelation. And that is the mystery of godliness. Just say amen. amen. Clap your hand for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. To them, verse 27, God world, God decided to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Therefore, he said that this revelation gives knowledge. Revelation, when this hidden truth, this mystery is revealed to you, you begin to get knowledge, begin to receive understanding of the riches of the glory of this mystery. Because the thing is that what is hidden from many contains some things. This mystery which is hidden being Christ contains some things. Some precious valuable thing that your eyes have not seen, your ears have never heard, that it has not even dropped into your heart unless God revealed them to you. And that's why it can be revealed to only those who are humble enough, only those who are ready to actually believe by faith. Because God is God. God is God. So I must believe whatever he says. He made me, made everything. So if he says A is A, A must be A. That is it. And then the revelation comes. Because what is hidden is so valuable that it's not something that is just left lying about. I mean, if you had a pot, a pot of gold, a pot full of gold, will you leave it lying on the streets? No. <laughs> a pot of gold. You know the value of it. So, uh, you not leave it unguarded. You not leave it abandoned. No. You keep it safe. You keep it secure. You keep it hidden. And hidden because it is meant for only those that are ready for it. Riches of the glory. Glory is in it. There's glory in it. And in this glory, there are riches. There are some very rich things. And God will to make known to the believers the riches. The riches. The, 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 the immense value. Immense value that man cannot imagine. Man cannot imagine. It, it, it's unimaginable to man. Your mind cannot in any way uh, fathom it out. You can't, you can't work it out. The problem with mankind is that we always want to quantify, we always want to describe things in, in relation to what we already know. So that when we say, oh, God is merciful, we equate God's mercy to the way we, to the level of our mercy, which in fact sometimes can even be wickedness. So I say, oh, I'm very, very but he's a wicked person. When we say God is faithful, you see, we understand that faithfulness to be the way we are faithful. And you know that last week, last week, somebody was unfaithful to you. Somebody promised you something and failed. So you think that oh, God being faithful, okay, God faithful, is that like the person who disappointed me yesterday? So, Yes, God is faithful, but we cannot actually understand the, 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 the size, the level of that faithfulness. So when the word of God says, God will to make known 
to the saints the riches of the glory of the glory riches of the glory in fact hard as I try to sort of imagine it I, I, I begin to get headaches because I, I can't I try to imagine it and my mind cannot go beyond a certain level and I get headaches praise the Lord for example look at outer space look at space you look up and space is space you know aeroplanes fly at a height of 35,000 feet above sea level that's the cruising height of aeroplanes uh, man has been to the moon uh, now trying to go to man we don't even know whether they actually went to the moon or they landed somewhere in Colorado and told that they have gone to the moon we don't even know Maybe they went around and landed back on the other they gave us some pictures you know Hollywood or Nollywood praise the Lord they say they have been to the moon and there's an international space station and all that. But imagine if you had a spacecraft. Imagine you had a spacecraft that could just go, go on and on and on and just go without stopping. Now, when we just take off into outer space at a speed of light or 10 times light and you keep going, my daughter, just keep going and going and going. Will you come up against a wall somewhere <laughs> or does, it, does space go on forever <laughs> think of it you know when you keep going 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 you've gone past Mars you've gone past the sun you've gone past Pluto Neptune all the planets that are named after you've gone past them all and you are still going where would that journey end before you run out of fuel Hello? You can't imagine it. You can't imagine it. Will you come up against a wall that says stop? <laughs> Everything ends here. And if so, who put that stop there? Who put that wall there? Praise the Lord. These are things that we cannot understand. And so you just have to take it by faith. You take it by faith. And when you take it by faith, you don't question it. You don't try to rationalize. The Bible says that Secret things, things that are secret, belong to the Lord. But those that are revealed, they are for us and for our children. The things that are secret, Deuteronomy 29, 29, belong to God. But those that have been revealed to us, those that God has told us, they are for us and for our children. Just say amen to that. So, you see, indeed, great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of godliness. Bible said that, in conclusion, Jesus is the hope of glory because this riches of the glory is in Christ Jesus. So, that's glory, that hope of the glory is Christ Jesus. The hope of glory is the same as salvation. If you're hoping for glorification, then you are believing God for salvation. 
Unbelief in Christ Jesus. Unbelief. Not believing in Jesus. But always believing in something. Because everybody believes in something. Everybody believes in something. One thing or other. But there's only one thing when it comes to religion or spiritual things. That's godliness. Unbelief in Christ Jesus means the mystery of godliness remain, still remains hidden. Hidden from you. If you are anywhere in the world and you don't believe in Jesus, it means it means that it doesn't matter who you are, you may be whoever or whatever, but the mystery, this great mystery of godliness is still hidden from you. And I don't, I don't like, nobody likes things hidden from him. Nobody likes it when things are hidden from him. We all want to know. We want to know. You don't like it when things are hidden from you. No, you want to know everything. You want to know as much as you can. Now, if you are such a person, what it means is that you do not have the hope of glory. By inference, by inference, by, by um, you know, argument, it means that if you don't have, if you are such a person and you don't have, you, do, you have not understood you don't have this hidden, this mystery of godliness. It means that you have, you don't have, you shouldn't have any hope of glory. There's no hope of glory for you because the hope of glory is in Christ Jesus. He is the mystery of godliness. You don't have, so you don't have, you don't have hope of glory. And again, when you say hope of glory, when you say what is it? <laughs> what is it? Again, you just have to take it by faith. <laughs> Otherwise, where would your small mind take you? In fact, we used to be taught that even the mind, the human mind that you used to, to study, it doesn't even understand itself, how it works. <laughs> Can you imagine it? The, the, the mind, the brain that you used to try and understand things, the brain itself has not been able to understand how it works. So how can it, that same brain, understand, understand how everything works? So by faith, we take things. Praise the Lord. Finally, 2 Timothy 2.19. 2 Timothy 2.19. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. And the seal is that the Lord knows, the Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So, finally, the, the end of it all, the Bible is saying that no matter what happens, whatever you believe, whatever you think, Whatever you do, the solid foundation of God still stands. God's facts are, are unmovable. They are unchangeable. God's facts are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And they are established in heaven. And the fact is that God knows those who belong to him. He knows those who have believed 
and those to whom he has revealed this mystery of godliness. He knows them. He knows them. Therefore, I want to beg you. I want to appeal with you, wherever you are hearing me now, that think, think clearly about what you have heard. Not thinking to rationalize or to analyze or to come to a, a physical or mathematical conclusion, but think of the fact, okay, some things you understand, mathematics, algebra, quantum mechanics, you understand them, they work, they follow the laws of nature, but there are also other things that do not follow nature, which you cannot understand by working it out. So, if you are still a person hearing me this time, I want to plead with you, beg with appeal to you, just as I have done. Just believe. And once you believe, things become clearer and clearer to you. God begins to now open your eyes, your heart, begin to see things that you didn't see before, begin to understand things that you did not understand before. And every believer has gone through it. I have been through that. I have studied, I think, in my field. I've studied to the postgraduate level, surgery, orthopedics, urology, vascular surgery. And I know they all work. They work. But I also know that the mystery of godliness being great also works. And that's why you are seeing me right now talking to you about something that may look controversial to many people in the world. But it is not to me. And if you found this subject, what we are hearing tonight, controversial, let it cease to be a controversy. Because great is the mystery indeed. Indeed, great is the mystery of godliness. Let everyone who named the name of Christ depart from it. It's not another foundation. Let everyone who names the name of Christ, everyone who's called a Christian, another foundation. You see, God's foundations are not they, they are the same. He knows those who are his, and he stands those who belong to him. That as long as we are Christian and you name the name of Christ, you call on the name of Jesus, then one foundation is that depart from sin, depart from iniquity. You cannot be somebody who is known by God, have received revelation, and still living iniquity. You cannot be known by God as a son or daughter and disobey him, rebel against him by fraternizing being a friend of the world, a friend of iniquity. Depart from iniquity. And God will continue to receive you in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Thank you for participating in this teaching service. We believe you have been blessed by the word. You're welcome to visit us at Emma Community 5 of PV or being run about. God bless you and we hope to see you next Tuesday. Thank you.